Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer and joining me as always is Jeremy Bratitich. Not a scratch doctor. <laughs> Not a scratch doctor. Anyone else find themselves quoting the first Captain America movie just at random times? <laughs> we do it so much. So often. <laughs> like such a stupid amount. It's And it's always, it's only Red Skull lines. Yeah, it, it is it's n- Hugo Weaving's German accent. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that he's never going to come back and do that. Yeah, because he, he actively is like, I don't, I didn't enjoy doing that. It was too much makeup. It, it was, yeah. I was too claustrophobic for, like, it was, it was not fun for me. And hey, look, fair yeah, enough. Man. Yeah, like that's like that's totally fine. I, I wish there was a way we could get him back. Um, yeah. Well, with CG, we probably could, but I, I think the 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 the, the horse has left the stable at this point. Yeah, and like, look, if you're gonna get him back just to do a CG Red Skull, get him back to do a different character at that point. Get him to be His like. Voice is so quotable, though. I know, I know. His but, voice but, is so quotable. Imagine if he was like Galactus or like Doctor Doom or something, right? If he was like a, if he was a villain with like presence. Who's the who's the main oh, who's no. Reed Richards in um Fantastic Four? What the old one? Well, no, just like he's a doctor, isn't he? Yeah, right. So, and and if Hugo <laughs> Weaving was was Doctor Doom, then <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he punches Doctor Doom, and Doctor Doom is like, not the scratch doctor, not the scratch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Hugo Weaving looks at the camera and goes. The nice old, nice old <laughs> wink, and then the you get a you get the little the shining like ding <laughs> on his teeth, and like a da 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 da. Wow. Uh, to answer your question, I am I am good. Good. I am. That's great, I am. Jeremy. I am without COVID. My partner is now without COVID. This is the 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 second time I've lived with it. But mm. not not the more than the second time since I've been very... lived lived around it, but not with it. Oh, I think it's pretty safe to say that I lived with it. <laughs> like it, <laughs> okay. it, it was living with me. Um, the third housemate. Yeah, um, but I didn't get it again. Um, well done. So now I just got to inject or inject. I got to spray, uh, spray a, an an anti COVID medicine that we are trialing in my nose three times a day. <laughs> trialing it in your nose yes <laughs> it's uh i i didn't know that existed until you mentioned it the other day where you're like oh we got this it's like whoa that's cool good i hope it works for you but it's like yeah what there, is it <laughs> yeah like there are like a lot of ones that that are being trialed um specifically for like older folks who are like immunocompromised um but the thing is no one's reporting that they're positive at the moment that they need literally anybody to test them um so oh. so, so if you're out there and you've got it Look, um, look out for them because you'll probably just be able to get them just because you've got it. Um, right, and, and you can give it to your friends and family and try it. Uh, I mean, like, no, it's a trial that you then give back at the end of the 10 days, but, like, it's it's a, it's a like a, you get it for that trial, and if it's a placebo or not, um, it doesn't matter. It'll help. That's that's for their research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's for the yeah. research, but it'll either help or do exactly nothing for you. Um, so you might as well try it. It's funny when I think of placebos, I always think of like sugar tablets. 
Well, you know? yeah, because we were trying to think because it's a, it's a, it's a nasal thing, and I was like, I wonder what the placebo is. And my partner was like, probably it's just like sodium and water, I guess. And it's like it's weird to consider that I might just be in like spraying salt water up my nose. Yeah, it's a saline. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, uh, let, this is everyone. I don't know what's going to happen in this episode. Like, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the topic, which is. Which is infamous. Kerry, if and, you want to know, you should look at the ticker just below our heads. Oh, yeah, you can see it there. Destiny 2, Mario Kart 8, infamous. You can see it there. But to be honest, I don't know how long any of these topics are going to go for. I don't know how much we're going to have to say on each of them. Not even my own topic. I don't know how far in we're going to go with this. This is this is just going to be... Uh, this is We're just going to see how this show goes, everyone. Okay? Unlike <laughs> every other week. <laughs> <laughs> If you're uh, if you're unfamiliar, this is the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. We're going to talk about games. I do know that about the show. At least we are going to talk about games. Um, the Minimap Cast goes live on all platforms every Wednesday, uh, with 24 hours of early access given to our patrons. Uh, more on that in just a minute. If you like what you're hearing, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to tell your friends. Give the show a positive rating. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, it helps us out a huge amount and it only takes a couple of seconds of your time. Uh, if you'd like to get notified every time a new episode is released, of course, you could subscribe on all of the pa- podcast platforms wherever you like to listen to those. You could also follow us. Follow us? <laughs> you could also follow us. There's a, there's a character in Final Fantasy X who, who speaks like that. And they, they're, they're the, um, the, the shoe puff, uh, which is a gigantic like water elephant. They're the shoe puff like drivers. It's like you want wants to ride the shoe puff. All right. I didn't know that Final Fantasy X's remake was not very good because they lost because they lost the source code to that game. They also lost all the animations and they didn't get the time to reanimate all of the faces in the cutscenes, and so no one's face animates at all. In in, huh. in in a lot of the cutscenes. They do in the original game, but because they had to remake it from scratch, they didn't remake that part of it. That's funny. I didn't know that mm. and should look that up because I will find that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched a comparison video the other day and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, I, I, I know. They, it, they are quite stiff. Definitely. In the game. Yeah. Like, but like they, they smile and the eyebrows move in the original. Like they, they, they emote in, in, in a lot of cutscenes and they don't. In the wow. Remake. Yeah. I, I just assumed that was a limitation mm. that they were like honoring with the, yeah, with the remaster. Yeah. That's bizarre. Um, Anyway, we're still in the middle of the intro. If you want to, if you want to get notified every time uh, a new episode comes out, you can you can follow us on social media. Uh, we are at Minimap AU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, uh, where we are currently live. Where we are live every Monday night, six thirty PM Australian Eastern Daylight Time. We're coming right right around the corner to uh, daylight savings in the next few weeks, so um, that'll change to a different set of letters after those numbers but it'd still be 6 30 um yeah every week for the minimap cast uh we always hang out with the chat during and before and after uh it's a fun time if you've got the time on the monday afternoon you want to hang out or evening uh we're here and we're we're just here having a good old chat it's a good time come hang out and chat you'll have a good time too uh we wanted to say thank you to shook for letting us use the moog model d improv from their youtube channel as the music for the minimap cast you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, 
Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely from shoe puff ride sales. No, that's not true. From our own pockets, actually. Um, to help keep the mics and lights on, you can support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap Cast. Minimap Cast. Plus some extra bonus features we're cooking up. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau to help us out. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. It's, uh, didn't expect that many shoe puff references to be in the first 10 minutes of this episode. But you see, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Jeremy. I don't know what this episode's about to be. I feel like something's in the air. <laughs> um, I went to get a coffee earlier today on this public holiday, being Monday the 13th of March, Labor Day. Um, and there were nearly no places near me that were open. And so I had to go to the very expensive coffee shop that was near me, the place that I never go to. <laughs> and for two iced oat lattes, I paid $13 and 60, and 60 cents. So four dollars or $6.80 each. Ugh. And they were not very good. Ah, oh, that's the worst. Like, if you're going to pay more, it at, at least better be decent to great. If not, like, fucking excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this was bad. This was like, I got home and I'm like, next time I have to go here, fucking, I am not going to go here. And I'm just going to make... Just don't even bother. Well, I'm just going to make an iced latte with oat milk at home. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It'll be nicer and it'll be bigger and it'll be much fucking cheaper. Mm. I'll, go, I'll go to the supermarket and buy the ingredients. I'll buy ice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's not like they're charging more for the ice. Fucking frozen water. They do. They do charge more for ice. It's just ice. Yeah. Uh, co coffee shops will charge you more for an, for, for an iced oat latte. Yeah, but is that because they also put like cream in it and stuff like that? Like that's no. different. No. No. Is it's it because they give you more or they need it to give you it in a bigger cup? I don't care. It's it, like no, they don't. It's 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 not. Uh, it's not. And if it is, it's not worth the extra like eighty cents to add ice. Yeah, you bring your own ice. If they're gonna if they're gonna start charging me eighty cents for extra ice, I want to go to McDonald's and get a Coke with no ice for eighty cents less. <laughs> <laughs> I fight you, Ronald. That's so niche. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jeremy, it's time for another episode segment of in our series, question mark, of yeah. You Can Have This One. Another edition. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Do we have a do we have a graphic for that? Do we have a graph for this one? We do. Don't we have a graphic for You Can Have This One? Yeah, there it is. You Can Have This One. It's been so long. Where we can... Uh, where we can, where we will be talking about our ideas, for what we see for a future, what we want to see for a future iteration of a given popular franchise. Um, this week we're talking about Infamous, a mm. long dormant superhero franchise. Um, it's been nearly, it's been nearly ten years since Infamous Second Son came out. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, which is wild. So have you? So. So you, you, you briefly spoke about it before we started recording, but have you played, which Infamouses have you played and which have you not? I've played the first one. I got it for free during the PlayStation Network hack 
<laughs> when they let you have the games. Yeah, yeah. The five that they let you have, what was it? Wipeout, Little Big Planet, Infamous, and a couple of others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I played Infamous that way, and it is fun. Yeah, it was it was great at the time. Um, had its limitations, got a bit annoying. Uh, it was doing the very um, two years after Mass Effect came out thing of like blue good choices and red bad choices. Yeah, it was like, do you want people to live or do you want to become a fascist? <laughs> yeah, like, do you want to like swear at people on the street or like heal them benevolently as if you were Jesus? It's it was very, very. Oh, I was going to say black and white. It was very blue and red. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It was very very obvious. It was like the the angel on on the left shoulder and the devil on the right. Exactly. Um, so like the the story kind of became like not all that. There was one time where I I made a choice when I was playing it, and I didn't like the outcome, so I reloaded the save. And went back and chose a different choice. And it's the same outcome. It is the same outcome. But <laughs> you but it is worse or better depending on like your motivation. And people are like, I can't believe you made that choice. Or like yeah. that I guess that was the only choice you had to make, but that's still so brutal. I'm like, man, fuck this game. I just got manipulated. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is very like it is very like, you know, good, but at what cost? And it's like this isn't very clever. <laughs> but also we only wrote one story. Yeah, yes. And yeah, that was the thing that there was only ever really one outcome to need nearly all of the game yeah so but yeah like the the this guy gets uh lightning superhero powers after a cataclysmic event in this new york like city uh and the powers were awesome then the combat was cool so it was just like shock waves and you could you could like do this like really intense like sonic boom shockwave thing and like uh, ride the the subway rails with like you electrify it with your feet and oh no you had to like power them up to unlock that travel and then when the rails were powered you could Cole could stand on them and then like blast with electricity behind him and go ahead and he could hover with with levitation net electricity it was all cool but yeah. that's the only one I played I never played two uh, and I never played Second Sun and I did play First Light for half an hour which was the Second Sun like expand alone DLC thing. Uh, but I did like 30 minutes of optional content and burned out and didn't go back. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I, I similarly played the first one, got it again through the fucking PlayStation Plus hack thing. Um, we should do a topic on that one time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, check that in there. Check that in the thing. Um, <laughs> we can have this one. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I started the second one and I didn't like his voice actor change, I remember, and I didn't find Yeah, that was weird. And I didn't find the city as 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 interesting immediately. And I, I had a bunch of other games to play at that moment, so I I didn't really get very far. Um because I wanted to play it for the vamp they did like a vampire DLC. Like city Yeah, like the city people really, really raided. Yeah, and so I wanted to play that, but I, I didn't I didn't get to it. Um and then I played most of most of I'm sorry, I finished Second Sun and I I did like a lot of extra stuff. Like I I think I finished I hundred percent of the file that I have in terms of that doesn't give you the platinum because the platinum is get a good ending and the bad ending. Um, but I did a lot of it. Um, classic 
new owner of a console buys the exclusive because there's nothing else left to play. No, it's funny it when we think w- way later. I played that way later. <laughs> oh, pardon me. I played that in like 2017 because wow, I, only because I had like I had like three days where I was like I don't really actually have anything to do. And so I just sort of sat and played that for some reason. <laughs> That's cool. I can appreciate that. It wasn't very it's, good. Um, pardon? It's not very good. Yeah, it's funny. There have been so many conversations about um, how, like, I feel like specifically with us on this show where we've been talking about the PlayStation 4's catalog and how they didn't really have anything until Bloodborne. They had Infamous. Yeah, they didn't really have anything until Bloodborne. <laughs> and, and Killzone, and we just don't think of them. The only ones we think to speak of are Knack to laugh at. Oh, I mean, like, I, I, I got Killzone on launch, and yeah. I, I, I played all of that game a couple of times, actually. Just no one remembers it fondly, though. No one thinks, no one says, like, oh, remember playing Killzone at launch? Whereas, like, my, my experience of playing the Wii at launch is intrinsically tied to playing Wii Sports and Twilight Princess. Very fond memories. I do have a little bit of fond memories with Killzone and Shadowfall at launch, but only because that was one of the that was one of the few games I was like, "Wow, games can look this good." Yeah, because that game looked yeah. great. Anyway, um, they haven't made an Infamous since 2014, and I think that they should. <clears throat> they should consider going back to this franchise. I think there is a there is a way to make it cool. Yeah. Um. Again, and you know, with there hasn't been that much of it. I feel like there's definitely more to get. And out, the thing is, I think it's also like. Sucker Punch, when they made these games, these games were very, very by the books, open world games from 2010 ish. Definitely, um, with like a hundred collectibles of this and fifty of that, and yeah, and it was it was the the Ubisoft light type open world of like go to this watchtower, you get more of the map, you get more powers to unlock more stuff, so you can go to the other parts of the map and do some additional challenges. Um, while also running around and killing or not killing um it's very like it's simple um and i think that this this is gonna come off a little bit a little bit harsh um (laughs) i i i think there's a way to make infamous like a quite a really cool open world game and i don't think that sucker punch have the chops to actually do that Um, oh that is hard goodness only because i don't particularly think that their open world games are very that good Um, oh goodness me um look you know my feelings on ghost of tsushima i think that that was it's fine um and I think the Ghost of Tsushima wow. is better than Infamous, but I don't think it's really that good. Um, so I think that you give it to another studio and you're going to say, Jeremy, this doesn't actually track with what you just said. And I'm going to say, I know, but I think that th- <laughs> that this will be very, very cool. Uh, actually, just before I jump into that, we are going to change up the formula just a very slight amount where we're going to talk about three additional things going forward for yeah, you can have this one. We've got some like three icebreakers that we're going to be bringing into every you can have this one topic going forward if they work. Yeah, so we're going to talk to this game as if we're recounting an E3 reveal. That is how we're going to tell the tale of, of the game that we are making. Yeah, of our idea. We need to come up with a tagline for the game, which we'll do at the end. <laughs> and we're also going to talk about which studio or team we would want to tackle this project. So it's E3, Kerry. <laughs> Sean Layden's come out on Sean, stage. Sean Layden. <laughs> after Andrew House introduced him. 
with um with Adam boys sitting in the wings waiting. <laughs> um, the the lights go dim. It looks like there's a power outage because it's infamous. Oh, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's voiceover starting. You hear news reports of an eccentric, an eccentric billionaire uh, privatizing a city's power grid, saying infinite power for all. You know, at the at the at the cost of nothing. You but know, it has it, to come from Power Corp. Yeah, yeah, from from, from evil, evil power industries. Um, more and more uh, news reports about this person. No one knows where his fortune has come from. No one understands the technology. It is all very secret. It is all very, very hush-hush. And then you, the, the, the demo begins on two characters sneaking into a facility... Not unlike the facility at the beginning of uh, Spider Verse, I think is is how I want to put it. You know, the, oh, like the, a big circle. Yeah, like a big gap, right? But it, but it kind of looks like the it kind of looks like the 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 power core of the Death Star in Return of the Jedi, right? It's like a big space with okay. a big beam in the middle, and there's lightning shooting off of it, right? And they're sneaking in, trying to find out, like you know, where is this power coming from? It's to like two young kids that are trying to figure out what's going on, you know. Is this gameplay or is this cinematic? Uh, like cinematic, um, but like a little bit of like sneaking around, but like you know, a mix, right? Um, and then you see in the middle, like where the, where, the, where the column is in the middle of this giant circular room is uh, a very, like the silhouette of a man as electricity is, is all shooting everywhere. And you find out that that's Cole McGrath being used as a human battery. And then right. you get the boom, infamous logo, right? And But like it, it goes for a little bit. It's like a little bit of like, what is this game? What is this weird like power thing, right? Reveal, infamous, everybody cheers. Live orchestra goes like, plays the fucking infamous tune, whatever. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they go like, ba, ba, ba. They play the the theme from Tron Legacy, the brownie, um, which is sick as hell. Um, Darth Punk's there. It, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, it then, uh, the lights go dim. It then says, from Mark Cerny, Okay. And the studio that brought you Returnal. Whoa, okay. A new entry in the infamous series. Um, I don't have a name. I'll, I'll think of a name while, while we're doing this, but, but that's sort of my, my, my crux. It's, it's, it's uh, th- these, these young kids trying to find out where this battle... And they, they find it, and they don't free him. The, the, the ending of the game is them freeing... Um, Oh no! Actually, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Let me recant. They free him very early, but what happens is is that Cole has lost all of his powers, but some of it has gone directly into the main character, who was who was a young kid, um, and and they are uh, you know having to be taught by the mentor Cole McGrath, um, you know, like about you know, and they're still stupid, like you know, like well, you, you know, decide your fate if you want to be good or evil, blah blah blah. Um, because it's an infamous game and it's going to have a really bad, like, you know, good or evil meter. Um, but yeah, that, that's sort of the, the crux of the game is that it's that Cole has lost his powers because an evil billionaire is trying to uh, use him as a human battery. 
then the, that happens. The power goes out everywhere. You're the only one with power now because you've got the powers passed on to you. Shazam. <laughs> it's kind of Shazam. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> to Zachary Levi. No, no way. Did, did, did you see his anti-vax thing recently? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he was like talking about like how, like, and look, I, 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 while I agree with an aspect of his, his reluctance to trust Big Pharma, he was very much like a, no, like Big Pharma evil, like that kind of like, oh God, like you've got a movie coming out soon, you fucking dickhead. Yeah. Why, why, <laughs> why are you posting keep... anti-vax fucking rhetoric? Why do they keep hiring anti-vaxxers? Stop doing that. Uh, that's an interesting idea. I like it. That's a, it's a good reveal. Thank you. I want to I want to hear more about your the mechanics for your game but let's let's hear let's hear my reveal next I yeah, think. Yeah yeah yeah. So so my reveal I don't I don't I don't feel like I've got quite as much in terms of uh, a story set here but just in terms of how it's revealed. You know, there's a there's a hubbub in the city. You you're following someone walking through the street they've got their hood up. It, and it's dark. There's 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 something going on and there's crowds of people outside. And people are like looking into like store windows to see if they have power. And then there's an announcement on the radio or something and it's all intense, but nothing's really happening. But we're following this person through the crowd. And then something happens. There's a blinding light up in the sky behind a building. And, and the person looks up and their, their, their hands light up with electricity and they, they like fly up there. And it's like, oh, it's just, oh, it's just whatever. Why you look so disappointed with this? <laughs> have you have you seen the introduction to Infamous Second Son? No. All right. Keep Is going. it like this? <laughs> keep going, and maybe we'll revisit it in the brain. Is it like this? Keep going. I don't want to now. Keep going. I don't want to. You don't get a choice. <laughs> Why is it just this? Keep going, Carrie. Why don't you just tell me what it is first? Because though? I, I want to show you later. I. You finish your story and I'll bring up the trailer and we'll quickly watch it. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to have, have it be that that it's Cole, right? He gets up there. He like lands on the roof. And there's some big bad up there also on the roof. And it's like some person or like elemental force and he's like, I'm a villain. I wrote here, comes face to face with, I don't know, Leafman. And then I was like, Dr. Wily? Dr. Wily, Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds very Mega Man-esque. And then, uh, and then I, what did I write? I wrote, uh, as Cole lands, he starts moving metal nearby with his mind. Okay, metal powers. Flings it at the camera as you see his face and says, or says one of my taglines, which we'll get to later. <laughs> okay. And then it's like, yeah, just infamous. And it's like, it's a really early cinematic. This is like, Final Fantasy VII remake early, like you know what I mean, just super early. The kind of the kind of cinematic trailers we hardly get these days. Yeah, yeah, they're very much like we're gonna reveal this to you right now, but like, this game doesn't actually exist yet. Yeah, kind of like it, it, it's like we got a build, but it's sitting on a hard drive, like back in Santa Monica, and it's not ready for us to show you just yet. Yep, it's funny because now that I've said that, it's completely at odds with the idea for my game. Now that I've said it, oh, out really? loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so real quick, I'm just gonna, uh, like, I I'm just gonna play this on mute while we, while we, while we talk to it. Um, 
But this was this is the the fucking hell. Did I just do the thing that they already did? This is the less than two minute reveal for Infamous Second Son. Um, I might just quickly chuck it. It's very gray, which is pretty like what I was thinking in my head. I'm just gonna put it on 1.5 times speed. This is a little bit more like there's like military run city, you know, like yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like surveillance state stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we were heading into the era of games like Watch Dogs as well. Watch Dogs, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's all it's all very much like there's like the explosion. No one knows what's happening. People running around trying to find out what's going on, jumping from rooftops and taking yeah. out guards. <laughs> um, it's it's not a hundred percent to what you were talking. No, to, not quite. But like, just thank God it, that was going to be so embarrassing. It did immediately make me think of what you were talking about because it's not too far off. You were no. describing a 2014 reveal trailer. Um, that's so funny. And then it, it also does the thing that you literally described, which is like, you know, kind of shot of powers. Yeah, a, a, throws, throws thing at camera. Yeah. <laughs> See his face right at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Troy Baker. Yeah, you are not in control, infamous. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of, kind of what you're going for. Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty generic reveal trailer. But yeah, it's more just like they all? thinking it's still Cole it, and he has his powers and others is the general idea here. And he's, I guess it's a crossover with Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess speaking of powers, what, what are some of your infamous powers? And, and do you have them separated in good and evil? No. Do they work with good and evil? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I, I... I think the first game had a good idea, even although that was also annoying. But I think the first one had a good idea where you get different types of abilities for your powers that change depending on whether you go down the good or evil path. So you get like more dangerous, destructive um, powers as you're more evil, yeah. as opposed to more impressive, maybe healing or, um, yeah. you know, other you go the good route healing or even like um containment powers is is a big thing for like like good guy like powers it's always like oh like because bad guys like like, pacifying yeah 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 so like i while that does something that i feel like we were just uh like chiding the game for for being like oh you can pick each path but it doesn't change anything like when it comes to the story, I want it to change something. In terms of the gameplay, I, if if they've made something that's worth putting in the game, I want to play it. Sure. And I don't I don't want to be restricted from that. Even in like the good and bad sense, like maybe there's like buffs that you can choose. I, I don't know. I would I want it to be more tailorable. 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 Um, <laughs> tailorable. Um, but so yeah, it's an older call. Uh, his, I don't know, his his powers have been latent because he's been in hiding or whatever. Um, but they re-emerge, but they also give him a mix of his lightning powers, some of Delson's powers, and new elemental ideas. So I have written here lightning, uh, smoke, and neon because those seemed like those were some of the more interesting powers in, in, in Second Sun from mm-hmm. what I heard. Uh, and I also wrote glass, question mark, which I thought could be cool. And steel, um, Interesting. or metal, or whatever, mm. and like, it's the kind of thing where it's like the the vibe they kind of go with, 
because we were talking before the show about like why didn't they just do water and ground and earth and wind and war and fire and Jerry's like oh well it's a bit naff it's a bit done but also it's a bit very much like airbender um avatar and that that makes sense and it is a bit naff it is it's easy it's very final fantasy it's just fa- fantasy in general yeah um and this whole idea that they have smoke and neon and video and concrete in Second Sun, it is very urban-based. It's like, here are the things that create a city. But it's also quite nebulous. Like, what does it mean to control concrete? Can you, like, melt a tower and then, like, that the, it stops existing? Like, what does it mean to control video? That doesn't make any sense. And, like, neon, I think, is quite cool as well because it's, like, it it looks great. It's, it's interesting to see. Um, and mm. at the time, you know, PS4 was getting into more real-time lighting effects and stuff. That was a really great way to showcase that. Mm-hmm. And it seems quite bright and energetic. But yeah, glass and steel is the kind of thing. They're not, they're not particularly um, exciting elements on their own, like neon is. Um, but it is sort of a... I don't know. I like the idea that you can control glass in a, in a city that isn't doing so well, right? So you can... Maybe that's how, maybe Cole can't traverse through the, um, he can't climb a building with his lightning speed powers or whatever, but he can use glass on the buildings to like make temporary stepping stones and he can like jump all the way up the side of a, a skyscraper or something like that. That, that could be something. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my idea. I like the idea that like we've got the lightning, which is cool and it's really good. We've got some of the best stuff that's there from um, Second Sun and we've got some new things to, to make it its own and to focus on them and make them something interesting and unique. Um, yeah. 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 Cool. How about you, Jeremy? What are your infamous powers? So, so the way I've, I've split it up is that you get, um, no matter if you're good or evil, you get the same three, first three powers. First one being electricity. Cause I think it's cool enough that I don't think you should get rid of it. Okay. And it works with my story of the battery thing. You then get two additional powers. And then you get one final power, which is more good or evil. So, okay. Um, first power, electricity, very similar to what we know. Second power, static. So, I don't really. Isn't that just electricity? Yeah, but but more like 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 video esque. Like like because in 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 Infamous Second Son there was the video power, and that that kind of looked cool. But what if it was like you know what if it was signal powered, so you could like you know, blow up. Like frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know, you could like, when they have like, you know, you can take out communications between enemies, um, blow up radios and make speakers go very, very loud. Televisions explode, all of this stuff, right? So like microwaves can, I can blow up. Um, I think there are ways to sort of, you can take, you know, <laughs> liberties with that quite, quite a lot in terms of what really is frequency and static and stuff. Um, but I think visually, I think it would work, at least with the game. Um, uh, oh no, no, no! Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so that is the good power. Um, I, I forgot. So, you, you, like, I, I changed halfway through. So you get you get base electricity powers, and then you get two good or two and two evil powers. Oh, I see. Static is good. Obviously, yes. Oh, clearly. First villainous power is pressure. Oh, so that's bursting water mains, um, yep. uh, blowing up grenades. You know, an easy okay. one. Um, is can you control like air pressure? Could you like p- 
kick someone up with air pressure? This is the thing about pressure, right? It's kind of not really that specific. So yeah, yeah. air pressure. Um, you know, you can you can uh, immediately make a room filled with smoke, or you can immediately get rid of it. If if, if you wanna if you wanna see your enemies, you can immediately get rid of it. Right, the pressure is changed so that the smoke is then fucked off. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> The ultra ultra evil version of that is blowing up the heads of your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an element. Blood, Holy fuck! Blood pressure. <laughs> blood pressure. Brain worms. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Now you might say this doesn't work with the game at all. To which I say yes, but but <laughs> uh, I don't really have an answer for the view on this. Biblical powers. <laughs> Biblical powers. Well, so what we got? We got we got water into wine. We got parting <laughs> the ocean. We uh, got uh, building a boat. Uh, you know, it's 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 the, the power of demons. The power of, of of angels. The power of crucifixion. So it's it's all you standard like you know, uh, touch of death, healing. Um, uh, to get a slingshot for. Goliath, <laughs> um, you know, tearing a crack in the in the in the in the earth and uh, the arms pulling villains into the uh-huh. in, into hell. Um, uh-huh. The second coming of Christ, yeah. power. <laughs> uh, more lightning, it like persona. <laughs> more lightning from the power of God. Um, God, God, thunder. Yeah, yeah, like God lightning. Yeah, lightning that isn't isn't directly out of you, but from from the Lord above. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> Turns out, the God of Christianity is just also Zeus. They're just the same person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of what I got with the powers. Um. Wow, that is just a wild ride, Jeremy. Holy hand grenade. Um, <laughs> It's just a worms game. Yeah. No, that's a wait. Concrete that, donkey. Is that where you think the holy hand grenade is from? Worms? No, I know it's okay, not. All right, all I, right. I, is it is it from Monty Python or is it yeah. from something before that? No, no, it's a Monty Python thing. Okay, yeah. No, no, I know it's a more general thing, okay. but like you said that and I thought of worms. Yeah. That's <laughs> and those are my powers. <laughs> oh my god, I'm reeling from that, Jeremy. That yeah. was that was wild. A little bit of left field. Yep. um for the most part the structure of my game is quite similar to previous infamouses i just kind of like just like like get get rid of a lot of the side quests get rid of a lot of the optional objectives make the story really good i'm sorry i'm i have to interrupt jeremy i love the idea that your like super good powers are like biblical (laughs) but like your super bad one isn't like satanic it's just blowing people up no, no, you also get demon powers. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, because the static is good, uh, pressure you is bad. You didn't say that. Sorry, sorry. Static is good, pressure is bad. Ultra good is biblical, and ultra bad <laughs> is satanic. You didn't say that at so, all. Sorry that that was what I was that was what I was 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 meaning. That's why I came so out of left field, and you just said biblical powers. <laughs> Uh, sorry yeah. to interrupt. I just, I was I just couldn't get the idea out of yeah, my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's that that's basically that's my infamous game. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hit my tooth on my microphone. Um, okay, my game. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the mechanics, and you'll see immediately why my uh, my my reveal trailer doesn't line up with my gameplay at all. Um, <laughs> so top down. <laughs> Yeah, well, not, well, well, no. Uh, so the, the thing I was thinking about, I was like, what is Infamous? What made it different? It was an open world game, whatever. Everything's open world these days. The, the superhero powers was cool, but part of its shtick was, uh, did they get, they got rid of this for Second Son, didn't they? But part of its shtick was the, the comic book vibe of the first one, how it was like told through like comic book, virtual, visual novel, not virtual novel, visual novel, like cutscenes. Yeah, th- th- that is, that is, a lot less, if not at all, present in Second Son. That was it was it, it, it was a bit more like spray paint, right? Right. So it's kind of spiritually there, but yeah. Um. So I was thinking, like, if we're going to honor that, why don't we do what the PS3 version of the game didn't or couldn't, and we turn this game into fully fully visual novel? We give it the Sunset Overdrive, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, cell shaded comic style throughout the gameplay and the city design and the world design like from the ground up not just like gritty realism unreal engine 3 kind of open world and then all of a sudden we're in a a visual novel for three minutes and then back to like ugly 3d models like let's make this more stylish let's make this really pop on screen we want to let's make it bright and vibrant and loud and colorful full of color splashes of color and effects and particles all over the screen with all of the different powers i think that could work really well for an infamous game yeah like my, my version of the game is also quite colorful which is why i've got mark cerny who made knack and knack 2 right because they are <laughs> that they, they, look oh you got him like at the very least those games were really bright and and enjoyable to look at <laughs> man those brightness values they were up there <laughs> Look, the 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 way look I don't hate Knack. <laughs> I don't. I think it's fine. I had issues with it, but I think overall it's not a bad game. Um I think I think I think Sony would be a good a good pick for it. That's so funny. And look, we're we're now in between console cycles, and so he you can take a step back and, and make a game again. For those who are unaware, Mark Cerny is the chief engineer on many of yeah, the like previous the- hardware consoles the lead like, architect on 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 basically every playstation yeah and it was also a part of like developing a lot of the ps1 and ps2 games like the big heavy hitters he would come on board and help with the help the the um he's a wizard the, yeah he would help the studio exclusives get the most out of the hardware on on things like spyro and crash and jack and ratchet and stuff like that um the other thing I was thinking about, I was like, oh, what does what else what what else is infamous? So it's the lightning powers, the comic book style, it's the morality system. How are we gonna because I was just sitting there going, Oh, we don't need the comic book style. And I'm like, ah, it's kind of it's part of it's part of what made it what it was. You know, I feel like it would be silly to not honor it. So I was just trying to think of like, how do we honor these core parts of what the original game was that made it so successful in a in a way that is modern and and does it better than the original did. Um and so with the morality system, I just kind of was thinking, as we were mentioning before, it is so just like blue decision, red decision, 
but like same path the whole way. Like it's just the same straight line, but it's a different color. Yeah. If we're keeping the morality system, then the differences need to be distinct between the the outcomes of the story depending on the choices you make. And hey, maybe we don't color code it either. Maybe there can be a few gray choices. Maybe it doesn't have to be good and evil. Like okay. that could be interesting. That could tell a nuanced story. Maybe it could be about making hard decisions. Decisions that you have to make when you're uh, when you're trying to be a hero, you know, where it's like, oh, this person, that person. It's there's no good or bad. It's just hard. It's just difficult, challenging. Do we kill them or do we not kill them? <laughs> kill the bus full of people and save your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's that's that that's 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 really the the crux of my idea. I I don't have any notes for the gameplay. Even for like Second Son, like it seemed like Second Son they did an okay job with the gameplay. Yeah, it was like, look, I finished it. Like it, 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 it certainly kept me there. Um, yeah, like and the first game I thought was great. The traversal was really good. I reckon yeah. they've got with with different with the right powers, with new powers, and with some of the old ones, you could keep the stuff that made the original game so exciting, and and reinvigorate it with stuff that's new and colorful and invigorating and fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have many other notes for mine either. The only one I have here that I haven't mentioned is I think it should be set in Boston um, or something close to, like, fake Or Bo- Boston-like. Yeah, fake Boston, only because yeah. I looked at some pictures of Boston the other day and I think that would be a cool place to set an infamous game. Um, okay. I like the architecture of that city. Um, uh, I, there is something I haven't told you yet, which is the studio. Yes, yes, that's right. Who is your studio? So... <laughs> In contrast to what you said before, I think Sucker Punch is still great at this. <laughs> okay. And honestly, in terms of the what like the bones of the franchise are, I do think they are the best stewards of the game going forward. While Second Son was a bit confused, I don't think handing this off to another developer is going to help. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like PlayStation wants Infamous to be active as an IP again. Here, studio make us a new successful version of Infamous team that's never worked on Infamous. Like, like that doesn't sound particularly great. But, and now that I've written this, I've realized how fucking impossible this is. <laughs> Literally impossible. I didn't even think about it. I was just glad I came up with an idea, so I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Rare. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the Microsoft-owned exclusive studio. That's fine. That's that, that's within the bounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rare's <laughs> visual tech that they use in Sea of Thieves, I think is so impressive. That kind of car... Well, it's not cartoony, but it's very stylized, but very impressive in terms of the elemental design, in terms of their environment design, with their leaves and their earth and ocean and sky and their water, let it be said. Um, like... I think what they've done with that game is very impressive and it would be cool to see in that context with the saturation turned up a bit higher. Uh, And I'd be excited to see how they would go with a game made like that, with a type of game like that. I don't really know what Rare would do with the game made in an open world kind of superhero setting. Not not in a Um, modern day, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's the one they're working on? Everwild or... yeah. Yeah, we, and we don't really know what that is. Just a fantasy wilderness game. Um, yeah, but and or if it's ever coming out. 
But uh, yeah, oh, I, I mean, feel like, like that would that, that that game will come out. Yeah, I mean, I know they're not going to shut Rare down anytime soon. It's just it's been years. Um, so yeah, I thought Rare could be an interesting pick for this franchise. I, everything else is like, oh, Naughty Dog, man. Like, it's, I don't know, shut up. Like, it's, oh, Insomniac make great. No, shut up. They're, they're doing their own thing. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> like what's, what's a good, interesting pick? Who would you want to see try this franchise? Yeah, and, and I think yeah, and that was the reason I chose the the Resogun Returnal people was because they are Housemark. so... Housemark. Because they are so good at, like, stuff things yeah. flying around particles yeah you want particles you want you want complex geometry happening on screen yeah. like yeah. reactive lighting you give house mark the the direction of one mark cerny <laughs> you are gonna get the most complicated looking mesh moving at <laughs> 120 fucking frames per second at 4k <laughs> He's gonna build a physical like expansion pack. You gotta plug in the front of your PS Five. <laughs> the the the, the PS Five Slim that comes out. You can either put a CD drive in it, or you could put in an extra teraflop. It's got a it's got a power. it's got a nitrous button on the front. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta rev it before it fucking starts. Yeah, you have to plug it into the DualSense, and it's actually a, a gyro like like pulley system. Yeah, it's a special USB cable. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh man, that's some that's some future tech. What's your tagline? All right, I got a really bad one. I'm 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 excited. The first one I started with was like, crack some heads, because like, lightning like cracks through the sky and like glass oh, okay. cracks, like. Like if if he could do a bunch of things with his abilities in the trailer that like. He like cracks things. Well, <laughs> oh, things crackle <laughs> with his powers. <laughs> doesn't really. Make, I have a hiccup. Sorry, it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> but the other tagline that I had that I that I mentioned before in my reveal trailer. Remember, this is the grim, dark. <laughs> <laughs> like no power in the city. Like one brown color kind of kind of trailer. Uh. <laughs> Cole lands on the roof in front of Dr. Wiley or Leafman or whatever, starts moving metal with his mind, flings it at the camera as you see his face and says, wait, no, 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 okay. But the, 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 the enemy has to say what you remember before. And I was like, the enemies are like, oh, you, you come here. It's like, the enemy's like, <laughs> the enemy's like, oh, you're a, you're a real Sherlock Holmes finding me in this city. And Cole... <laughs> Ben's metal and looks at the camera, you see his face, and he says <laughs> And he says, It's elementary, Watson. And that's the tagline. Cause the game's about elements, but also like not what's like it's, like lightning, like it's not like a kilowatts. It, it's not <laughs> it's not even it's element it's not it's elemental, Watson. <laughs> I mean, that would make more sense. I like that. That's <laughs> what good. Let's the keep fuck? that. I'll have that one. Okay, you can have that one, Gary. <laughs> that went on for so long. <laughs> it's so bad, too. It's so bad. It's right. I'll be honest. Mine is not much better. Oh, thank God. Mine is oh mine God. is different. <laughs> good. Right. Wait, you mean you didn't come up with that idea, too? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it it's oh the end God. of the reveal trailer uh, where... There's like, 
It's you, and it's it's the 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 main character, and it's Cole hanging out yeah. in, the, in the home base or whatever. And and he says like, "What if I don't want these powers, or whatever?" And he goes like, <laughs> "He goes, <laughs> he goes, well, you gotta," and then says a variation of of this. He doesn't want to be famous. And I'll make him infamous. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> that's oh my that's God. basically what I've got. That's it. All you've got is Sam Raimi's J. Jonah Jameson. But it's like, but it like that audio is like, I played through a phone into the mic in the game as well. <laughs> it, oh it, man, it's good, been a while since we've had a good phone in the microphone. <laughs> oh fuck, my heart is beating so fast right now. Why? Because <laughs> we were both just like anticipating jokes. <laughs> Bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's it. We're, I'm tapped. That's it. I'm out. That's that's all my infamous juice. Yeah. So Sony, you can have this one. <laughs> you can have all of that. Just take it. That's it's gold all, it's right all there. yours. Pure, pure energized gold. Genius. <laughs> Man, what a funny franchise though. What a strange I, trajectory I, it had. I know, and it's it's not one that I feel like. You know, this, this is a strange thing to say about a property, but, like, I think it's not one that they really deserve to be left behind. Because um, I think that they could have, like, you know, I can't believe that we got more kills on games than we did infamous games or more more resistance games than infamous games, right? Like, I feel like yeah. that, that, that there, is, there, is a, there is a wider appeal to infamous, um, at least on, a, on an anthology level. You know, you don't need Infamous Three. You don't need the like the sequel to Second. It does Son. not need to be Cole. It does not need to be Delson. No, it, it like you can keep doing a new character every single time in a different city, um, different like you know, uh, have ones in the eighties, right? Like have different time frames. You could have like tons of cool different different ones. Bloody Vice City superhero game. That sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a, give me a sixties fucking infamous with like old transistor radios and shit. Right, like you can have a, you can have a ton of them. You can only go mm. back as far as electricity, like being everywhere. But like that, that's fine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That is fine, Jeremy. There we go. They should they should make more of these. I hope they make more well, of these. Well, they are right because there's that one that's meant to be coming. I, I don't know what Sony's doing. <laughs> yeah, Sony, Sony, Sony can could be doing anything for all I know. Mac three, Mac three, baby. I hope we get a Mac three. I don't. No one wants that except you. Not even Mark Cerny wants Other that. Other people, I'm sure not. Hang on, I'm gonna quickly Google Mark Cerny Mac three. Why hasn't Sony announced Knack 3 yet, says the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sony has filed a new trademark for Knack as of March 28th, 2022. Oh, my God. Jeremy, uh, let's go to the break. 
Bandai Namco Entertainment filed a trademark for Stacky Stacky Basket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to break. We'll be right back, everybody. What the fuck is Stacky Basket? Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been discussing cats during the break. Not the musical. Or the film. Film is a musical. Yeah, but like a musical is like a production. I feel like Cats is both. Because Cats was like, wasn't Cats like written to be adapted into film? That was like a big point of it and why it so quickly got adapted into a film because the the writer... No, no, actually no, no. Cats is a tiny little, a tiny little thing, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a limerick more than anything. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know any of those details. I know next to nothing about cats, Jeremy. I'm I'm brave enough to tell you. I must be thinking about something else. I I, I know I know cats was a very very tiny like almost like a song, and then and then it was made into a musical beyond that. But I think maybe the the musical production for cats was specifically written to also be easily adapted into a film. I think. Mm. Because it doesn't, I don't think it has any characters, or if it does, it's only like a couple of them, and they're all like, it's like a nonsense, like, uh, like little story, like a short story. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Sam yeah. says Cats is a musical. Uh, was it a poem by Oscar Wilde? Was well, it by Oscar Wilde? Right there, you go. Who knew? Not me. Uh, uh, it was a, mm, maybe not. So you know how, you know how you said that we weren't going to talk about Cats, that we weren't talking about Cats the Musical? Mm. Now we're talking about Cats well, the Musical. <laughs> now we are talking about Cats the Musical. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Jeremy. Hey, Kerry. Tell us about the brand new video game expo called The Game Expo happening in Melbourne this week past weekend it happened in the past that happened tell us about it the game expo happened um it so the game expo that a, a a new expo a new game convention um to arrive um in in our in our city of melbourne um it, it happened over the weekend and like it, it was i think it was pretty underwhelming um Oh. Yes. Like, and this is not going to come as to surprise. I don't think anyone was going into this convention going like, oh, it's going to be amazing because when it was announced, it was like, what is this thing? Who is running this thing? Um, does anyone know what is going on? Their marketing yeah, was, material was all filmed at PAX. Um, it was very mysterious. Like, I, I don't think it was mysterious. I think it was just, it was just a little bit, it was a little bit amateurish because um, there was, there was not enough information for them to have their big social media. Like, Hey, guess what? Like we all exist sort of thing. Um, and so uh, there was a lot of like, where is this coming from? What is it going to be like? Who's going to be there? Um, and when it started to get closer and we expected to like get more information, it, just got closer and closer to the date and we just didn't really get a whole lot of information before it happened. Um, my expectation was that they were going to oversell a whole lot of tickets um, mm. because I've seen and, and, and been to many conventions that have done that over and over and over and over again. Um, 
and it seems to be the reoccurring thing that the first thing you do when you when you want to host a convention in Melbourne is accidentally sell too many tickets. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did that this time, um, which is good. That is that is a plus for me for them that they didn't sell too many tickets. That they had a line out the door and people couldn't come in and it was unsafe. Um, Crunchyroll Expo did that. Um, I, heard, I remember hearing that was a complete garbage fire. The very first Oz Comic Con back in 2014 or so, that one also did that as well, I remember, because I went there and I had like an expensive ticket, so I got to go in early, but like a lot of people were like, I was there for four hours and like, and I still, I'm still have not got in yet. Um, it was, it was like, it was hell. Disaster. Uh, anyway, um, the game expo, uh, was very small. Um, the, you know, the, the expo hall in PAX, uh, at the Melbourne Exhibition Convention Center, um, it goes. Uh, there, there's a big area for the queue, and then there's a big area for the expo hall, and then there is a very big area at the end for tabletop um, and board game stuff and minis and dice and all that stuff, um, as well as they've got like a couple of stages around there as well. The entirety of the game expo was half of the expo hall in size in 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 square footage um they the had the entire that, expo hall uh like the the the, the pax expo hall like that chunk so you could walk from one end to the other in about 2 minutes 2 minutes yeah yeah realistically you could just walk there um there was not a lot of people so that you could easily get around which i think was good there's plenty of room but there also wasn't really a whole lot to actually do um ah. i'm going to ask you a question when you think of the name The Game Expo, yes. what are you expecting to see? Games. There was not many, if any. Um, oh. th- there was... There was uh, <laughs> Kerry, let me tell you who was there. Steam Core was there. <laughs> Steam Core was there. Did you go say hi? I did not go say hi. Oh, no. I, I, I decided that I was like, ah, look, I don't, I don't, we, we, we've, we've spoken. We've spoken. Um, I would like to know what's going on with that. A few months in, not much. I guess they're still kicking. They're, they're still going. They're, they're trying their thing. It's still going. Um, I, I, I keep tabs. Um, so the 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 amount of games that were there, there was one game from like uh, either made in Melbourne or at least made in Australia, um, and then there was a lot of like just console free play stations. A couple of PC free playstations, mm. a handful of like racing sims, a just stand stage, some retro areas, uh, a drum and fun machine on Saturday, but not Sunday. I don't know where it went. <laughs> Which was I guess it was already booked. <laughs> no, no, no. Like it <laughs> maybe. Um, and that's about it for playing games. Oh, sorry. And there was also the bring your own computer section and a fighting game section. Okay. For playing games, that's it. Um, a lot of it sounds kind of more freeform than I would like for a show. There was not a lot of structure. Um, mm. There was a lot of um, a lot of like there was a, there was a decent like artists alley. Um, not a lot of it really games focused. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but like just a lot of it that was more pop culture and anime. Um, a handful of cosplayers that were there as, as special guests. Um, a cosplay stage. Um, uh, Australian speedrunning like Oz speedruns were there um, raising money um, which is good um, 
and there was a tournament section for people who entered the tournaments. Um, like I think there was, there was like an Apex Creators Battle Royale, which, which I missed. Um, that was there. Uh, uh, Ubisoft had some merch. Um, like th- that was it. Like oh, th- th- there was th- there really wasn't really much there. Um, there was, and like look, it it was it was small, and and you can see that it was small, but also it was a like a forty dollar ticket or something. Like, right, like a day. I think so. Um, what is more than that? Maybe it was forty five. I like I like I got transparency. They gave me a media pass. Um, I like and there were more expensive ticket options than that as well, um, which is like if 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 I had spent more than forty dollars for one day, I would have been very unhappy with my purchase. Um, there was really not that much to do. There was like a scavenger hunt where you get to go to different places of the convention and, and do stuff and then you get a stamp and then that, then you spin a wheel and you get some merch um, once you finish it. But there was really not much to do. Hmm. That being said... Yes? Look, it's not a bad thing for it to exist. I think that there no. are, there is room for another one. I think it's at a pretty good time of the year. I think that it's it's far enough away from PAX, far enough away from DreamHack, far enough away from OzComicCon, far enough away from Supernova and Crunchyroll Expo, I guess. There's a lot of conventions here. Um, that I think it has room to grow. However, they... I think they need to do like one of the things that they were that they that they was speaking about it was more grassroots convention esque sort of thing. They're looking for smaller people to come and show off and have a little bit more room as a smaller as a smaller. I don't know um, whether they mean someone like like an artist or someone running a stall or whatever. But they they there was not even really many shops for me to like. There was like a lot of artist artist alley shops that I could buy, but not even like many pop culture shops like good game was there to sell like board games and stuff and dice but there really wasn't even a whole lot of that stuff um oh, man so I, like i i couldn't i couldn't even basically walk through what was essentially a, a market like i did for um oz comic-con mm. so i think next time i would really hope that they reach out to smaller developers get involved maybe in in some some uh, to smaller game developers in melbourne or around australia um new zealand even if, if 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 that's money that they can swing get them in get them showing their game get their eyes in front of more people and that when like one of the best things about pax last year was that uh a silver lining of all of the big publishers not being there meant that there was a much greater spotlight on all of the indie developers in the yeah. pax rising area that was really good and a really positive thing to see, especially for games like Cold of the Lamb, you know, which had which had broken out of that like more than just a small indie game because it had won a bunch of awards and then hit a larger mainstream audience. But that would have that they would have hit a more generalized audience at a thing like PAX because there's just people walking around who have never heard of this game before. Even if they reached out to Cult of the Lamb and said, Hey, like get a booth here show off your game, sell some toys, sell some plushies of the, of the lambs mm. um, and exist at, a, at our, at our game expert. But I don't, 
know if the people that are running the 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 game expo have those ties right and and i because i i wasn't really familiar with 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 them when they announced who they were um i know that they had esports ties um which is something but and i guess you can kind of see that in what they were showing right you said there was an apex something and yeah but it, it, that, that was a creator's that wasn't like a professional tournament. That was like a creator's like uh, exhibition match, basically, um, with a bunch of content creators. Sure, but like those are the people they knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can, I could, I could see. Look, maybe the game expo and DreamHack should team up so that the next DreamHack has a much larger expo hall that has more things to do when you're in between matches, um, and there's still the main event of all of the games coming along. Um, or maybe yeah. they just need to find their own groove, but it it felt very like it felt very um, leftovers. Yeah, it um, doesn't sound like there was much of a point. Yeah, that there wasn't a lot of straight direction for the the reason for this to exist yet, and I I hope that they find or the it. reason for someone to buy a ticket and go. Yeah, if like if I if I had bought a ticket, I would I would have been very disappointed. Um, mm. I hope that they can pull it off next year if they're still around. Their branding itself is quite good. The TGX is a really good name. Um, they have a little robot mascot for some reason, um, but there just wasn't a whole lot of like, like actual things to do. I was walking around <laughs> with friend of the show, Alex. For why, would, why, would, why would you want that? <laughs> I, was, I was walking around with friend of the show, Alex, and there was, a, there was a, quite a few times while we were walking around, we were like, I don't actually know what to do right now. And it was just... Not we a would, great sign. We were just doing laps. And to be fair, there does come a point in every PAX where that happens. Sure, totally. Especially because it's on for three days. Absolutely. But- there was no panels. There was no... There was no stuff outside the expo hall in that promenade that was like, you know, people like people doing like cosplay photos and stuff like there was, there were cosplayers there, but there wasn't like the vibe that PAX has. There was like larger VR setups or whatever. Oh, there was one VR setup, which had two, um, uh, vibes. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there wasn't like a, you know, DreamHack had like silly claw machines and, you know, like someone in like a, one of those like blow the money around in the little box things, which is always fun to watch. <laughs> There's throw the ball at the dude so he falls in the water bucket, you know, like, and it's, those are all, you know, carnival games, but they're still fun and they still create a, like a fun amount of enjoyment. There also really wasn't a whole lot of color here. It was like the, 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 the packs, um, the packs, the, Melbourne Exhibition Convention Center is quite grey, but like there really wasn't a lot of color around. Um, it was right. it was like m- you'd think some of their stages would be like come to the green stage, come to the red stage because they had that four primary color kind of situation going on. There was no there was no stages. There was like a smash stage that was happening and another fighting game stage, but they were just like just generic black stages. There was nothing for me to really get a good look at. Man. That's a bummer. Yeah. It uh, yeah. It's funny because you you talk about you know you say what is, what do you what do you expect the game expo to be and I would expect it to be about games. I don't feel like PAX really is about the games. It's about so much that it can. But the thing is, for each of those many things that it is so much of, 
for those dedicated people, it can be about games or it can be about board games or it can be about seeing lives, live gaming events like the the few times that there's we saw like a PUBG thing there one year and yeah, or was... it can be about like art or or getting buying a scuff controller or whatever. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've I've spoken to various people who go to PAX and I'm like, what are you going to do? And they're like, oh, like I might spend tomorrow and all of today in the tabletop area. And like, mm-hmm. that's not my thing, but people can do that. They can just hang out there and play a ton of different board games with the people who all they want to do is play a ton of different board games. It's the mm-hmm. perfect spot for that. There are people that hang out in the Nintendo lounges at, at PAX, just there playing Nintendo games on their own DS that they've brought. So they could do Street Pass in 2023. Um, yep. And that's a, that's a perfectly valid thing to do. There are people who only go to PAX to play games that are not out yet. There are people that only go to PAX to, to check out indie games. There are people that only go and, and, and want to see cosplay conventions and panels about you know, different ways to do certain crafts. Um, all of that is a really bad... And, you know, PAX has also been around for a very long time. You know, it's, it's hard to compare them, but there wasn't really a niche at this yeah. expo. When, when, I, when, I, when I got invited to go to um, Oz Comic Con last year, I remember like leaving the convention going like, oh, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about um, because there wasn't really a whole lot of game stuff there. And I, you know, we obviously only really do game stuff. And I remember like leaving going like, yeah, look, I'll go again if they invite me again. Um, and knowing that it's not a games thing, it's a comic thing and a pop culture thing. Like there's plenty of that for those people. There's celebrities to get autographs and photos with and there's panels with those famous people who were on Star Trek 30 years ago. And and there's uh, comic artists that are there that you can get your comic signed by the person who like illustrated it, right? Like there's a lot of that stuff to do with those at those conventions. And there wasn't really a niche for this there wasn't a there wasn't a specific reason to go to this yeah like i feel like an interesting angle could be like going to play games with people like that sort of board games area like like there was a a board games area party like kind of a or a you know play n64 games together kind of thing but like at that point it's it's there was a board games area and half of it was dedicated to chess which continues to make me laugh um, and I have a photo up of everybody um, who was there playing chess um, because, once again, that made me laugh um, that there was an area dedicated to um, chess, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> yeah, chess. it's like it's like a, 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 uh, an active group on... There's like an active chess community on YouTube and Twitch. It's, it's funny. And, and, and broke through to the, like, really mainstream streamers. There was like Ludwig and <laughs> I, I don't know who this person is, but this is one of the coolest cosplays I've seen in a very oh, long time. It's Jack it's, and Dexter. It's Jack and Dexter. That's very good. Cool. A cool uh the yellow gun, the blaster rifle. That's a great weapon of choice. Yeah, real cool. Well damn. So that was the game expo. Yeah, I do hope it's better. I I don't know how they do that. Like, I didn't see them bringing in PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo or no, and like and Bethesda. I, I don't think they should try. I think that they should. Yeah, they should maybe focus on one of those. Like you know, say like, hey, like you know, uh, Microsoft. Like, you should have a massive presence here. Sponsor mm. the show, even right. Um, 
and then get a bunch of locals. Totally. They, I mean, they had. You look at the at the website right now, and it tells you who their major sponsors were and all of that. What is it? Major partners: Creative Victoria, M Wave, AOC, and Cancer Council. Supporting partners was yeah, like like you were saying, Good Games, Crunchy Roll, Ubisoft, EA, Steel Series, Road, Aorus, Monster Energy. Like they had some big names there, but yeah, who knows how much they were really contributing at the end of the day. It's and like a lot of those were not directly contributing to the convention. They were actually contributing to the raising money part of the convention. Oh, it was a fundraiser. Sorry, sorry. The 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 speed running raising money for game on um the charity. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. right. Yes. Funny. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, weird. Well, it's the kind of thing with, with games, right? I don't ever really want to see a game come out and fail. Like that's not really something I want to see. No, god no. Um, I hope they do well. I hope it becomes something we can look forward to. But yeah, yeah. um it's a shame it doesn't sound like it's quite there yet. No. Nope. Uh, what? Tell, tell me, Jeremy, about something that is quite there yet. I'm fucking Mario Kart 8 DLC. <laughs> Baby! Uh, the, the, it's, the, the, I played the Mario Kart 8 DLC. I am in, uh-huh. the, in the middle of trying to write an article, which I've been trying to write for a couple of weeks now, um, about how Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is what I think the best multiplayer game ever. Um... And uh, they brought out DLC, which includes trans icon Birdo being added to the game, which I think is yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. You know what's almost as exciting as Birdo being added to Mario Kart 8, Kerry? Tell me. The character selection screen having five more question marks being added, which means that we are getting five more question marks being added in the next two expansion packs yep. for Mario Kart 8 DLC. That's pretty wild. How fucking cool is that? It's pretty cool. Um, I went through and played the new courses um, with the new map, uh, the Yoshi's Island map. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know in the Yoshi's Island map, they don't have coins. They have the little Yoshi coins that make a different sound and have a different UI because that's cute. That's great. It is I love so it when cute. they do that because they did that in Animal Crossing and the, the Link. Yeah, and the Zelda um, map as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. I, like I, I played through these maps and went, these are really good. All of these are once again really good maps. Yep. There's the the Mushroom Kingdom map from the DS version of Mario Kart is in there, which is really cool. Um, really good music in that one, especially. Um, and so I played a bunch of that, and then I decided, well, what if I just go back and get every trophy in the game? Um, oh. I'm, 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. Honest, I don't think I'm gonna get there. But, okay. <laughs> but I'm at least gonna try it on 100 CC. We need a. We need a preface that this isn't. This isn't your 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 run of the mill platinum trophy nonsense. This is like come first in every cup on every at every speed, speed right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, oh my god! I, I don't think I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna try, but I don't think I'm gonna get there. Bloody 96 tracks. Or whatever it is. Yeah. It's 96 at the end of this wave, isn't it? Uh, at the end of this DLC. I, I don't know. 48 um, times 2? Uh, at the... Yeah, but uh, but, but it's, that's at the end of the final DLC. Yeah, when it's all out yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be 96 tracks. Um, Every trophy, goodness me. Look, I'm going to... Tr- like my, my first goal is to get it all on 100cc. I'm like halfway there. Um, 
What do you normally drive on? 100cc. Oh, okay, cool. I find that the most, like, you know, if, if I want to get sweaty, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go faster. But like, that's the most, like, I'm just going to fucking vibe out and play some, play some Mario Kart. Yeah, vibe out and play. That's a good fair. That's a good point. I, I default to 150. And most of the times I get it, but there, there are times where you get hit with the bullshit and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. it's like, well, I need to do that cup all over again. And 200 is like, oh, God. Um, I've never bothered. Never bothered, oh, honestly. You should try it. It's fun. Like, it's stupid. Turn like, it, turn, I don't, I don't want to use my brake button. <laughs> turn on the assists. It's, it's much more fun when you turn on the assists. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's fucking, that game, so good. So mm-hmm. fucking good. You can have no better time than you can in Mario Kart 8 DLC. There, no better time. There is no, no better, better time <laughs> can be had in video games. It's, it's tr- I think I think as a multiplayer game, I think that's true. Wow, Jeremy. Th- th- this is also me working out the hook for my article, by the way. Um, but the the but yeah, like I I genuinely so I, I was thinking about this game. I was talking to my old housemate about it, and I was like, uh, like hey, you see like uh, you see they're adding more stuff, and he's like, yeah, that's good. And I was like, do you own this game? And he goes, nah. And I was like, I was like, and it's 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 two D, right? And I was like, how do you not know? Right? And Wait, he, he doesn't own Mario Kart Eight. And and he goes like, and he, and he says to me like, I don't need to buy it only because everyone I know has it, and so I've played a lot of it that I don't feel like I need to buy it. And I said that's fair. And then I said to he him, he probably bought it on Wii U too. Uh, maybe. Um, oh, I don't know if he did. Um, but like I, I then said to him like, if someone gave this game to you. Like, would you be upset? And he goes, absolutely not. I would be over the moon if someone bought me this game, right? Wow, that's funny. Because it's still that good. And he was talking to me about his niece um, who has got something like 500 hours in this game and is dreadful at it. Like, she is absolutely, like, (laughs) according to 2D, she's terrible at this game and has the, the most amount of fun that, like, in this game for, like, something like 500 hours. That's um, so heartwarming. Yeah, right. Um, she's like a she's a little kid. Um, sure. But yeah, like she has like just so much fun in the game. And I was thinking, like, yeah, like I feel like, like some people don't want to play it for a very long time. But with the amount of new content that we're getting, all of these maps about like you know in the real life location. I think this one included like Amsterdam as the newest one. Mm. No, uh, Korea. I think was was the newest one. Or, or Maybe it was Singapore. I don't remember. Um, there is no, like, you will have fun at least a bit. <laughs> the game just pulls it out of you. <laughs> yeah. No, it is really well made and really well done. Even if you suck at it, there is a, so many, like, so many um, of the the assist modes. Mm. You know, there is auto steering and auto um, uh, auto accelerate, but you still yeah. get you still get to control it. Yeah, it's funny. When Sam and I played, we um we brought it down to fifty cc and uh, just for Sam to get the, the the feel of it. And and we did start, we did we did have some fun. Um, if we went too far and we went to like the Rainbow Road tracks, and was like, oh man, like those those later tracks, they do get pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is but, great because there's a lot of more like intermittent tracks now added in this DLC because all of the mobile game tracks, they're not really that difficult. They're, that's true, yeah. They're, they're kind of fast and they're smaller, so that they're, they're shorter. Um, but you you know, like th- there's a weird familiarity of, of these locations just because of there's landmarks in it and you understand 
how the tracks work because you they're small that you learn them faster. They do yeah. a really great job in those. I'm so glad they've been brought over. I'm so glad Me they've too, been brought honestly. over. Me too, honestly. And I'm so glad they're making, they made a new track. So cool. They made a new, much, new track. Much more than we were ever expecting from this. Fuck, right? Yeah. Do you think they'll have five whole new characters in the next two? There's only two waves left. In the, yeah, like, the, I mean, like, you know, new to this game. Yes, definitely. Um, wow. Like, I think we'll get a... Our minds were blown when we got one character. I think we'll get Petey Piranha. I reckon that'll okay. be one. Um, we might get, like, a Ganondorf or something, or, like, a, we might get another Zelda character. Um, yeah, another tie-in. Or, like, I could see, like, a, I could see, like, a Kirby. Yeah, because the Ink Kid's already in there, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Um, maybe, maybe we get, like, maybe we get film Chris Pratt Mario. <laughs> <laughs> maybe honestly actually that's probably i could see it i don't, I don't think it'll I happen really i don't think it'll happen but i could see it happening i don't i don't think they want to mix them together like that but yeah. this would be the perfect way to do it because there's so much cart stuff in the movie by the looks of it yeah yeah jeremy if we were to see it which major uh car manufacturer partnership <laughs> would you expect to see in the next two waves of dlc <laughs> <laughs> don't say mercedes benz it's been done uh, jeep <laughs> <laughs> hummer yeah. uh, well what if what if we got uh uh a crossover finally between mario and real life race car driver danica patrick who made her video game debut in sonic and sega all-stars racing transformed you know this they put a real person in that game <laughs> Who is that? She's a race car driver. Oh. They put a real person in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed. Oh, that's really weird. It is really weird. Did her and Sonic kiss? No, no, you're thinking of the other game. Sonic, <laughs> Sonic 06. Yeah. Um, they put the they put Shinbu in that game. <laughs> Fuck, that's really strange. There are so many great fucking crossovers in that game. Sega's real weird, man. Yeah. yeah. A failed console company, but a a successful games publisher. Weird vibes. Yeah. I'm just going to quickly look up the characters while you start um, <laughs> talking about what you were talking about. Well, yes, for this week, I have not been playing Mario Kart, but I have... Sorry, I forgot oh. they put the heavy... No, they put the Pyro Heavy slash, spire, uh, slash Spy in the... PC version of Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transform. The Team Fortress characters. Yeah. Oh, and man, and the football manager. in strange. They put football manager in... They put football manager? Uh, Isn't uh, that just man in a suit and you can't see his head? I, I guess. They put the Yogg's cast, the Minecraft YouTubers, in the PC only... Oh, ver- what? In the, in the PC only version on, on, on as DLC. Classic um, Sega. Yep. Uh, there's Things. the Miis in the in the Nintendo, um, in the Nintendo version of the game. General Winter, I don't know who that is, <laughs> uh, and uh, Rio from, um, uh, Shenmue, and the Shogun from from Shogun from uh, Total War. <laughs> oh my God, that's so bizarre. Yes, that's so strange. That's like. That's like um, the random characters you'd find in Soul Calibur. 
Yeah, but yeah. all of the ones that were ever in Soul Calibur in one game at once. Yes, yes. Very strange. Yeah. And record. How Ralph. cool were those crossovers for for Soul Calibur when you were growing up? Was yeah, like, oh, I can They're play like, a fighting game, but like Yoda's in it. Yeah, or Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, Links right? in this one. Record Ralph was in was in Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Transformed. Why? The movie came out around then, and like Sonic's in that movie. It's a Disney property. Sonic, what? Sonic's in that movie. So nah. is Eggman. All the nah. all the fucking Sega and Capcom characters are in there. That's so strange. Yeah, it is strange. <laughs> That's so weird, that Jeremy. Game, that game is good, actually. <laughs> I played it. Yeah, I played a lot of that game. It was good fun. <laughs> I did not expect to be talking about that game. Not only today, not only in the middle of a Mario Kart eight segment, but literally ever. <laughs> fun isn't it the, like i said everyone who the hell knows what the show is gonna be <laughs> i told you there was a weirdness in the air there was a vibe <laughs> i told you you gave me a funny look but i was right hey everyone hey Karen. i've been playing i've been playing more destiny more destiny 2 more destiny 2 lightfall um specifically i've been i was trying to get raid ready so this week, I, I, t- I told you last week, I played through uh, the end of the Witch Queen campaign. I played through a lot of the Lightfall DLC. I finished the Lightfall campaign this week um, on the Legendary setting. I Ollie uh, asked if I wanted help in the final encounter, which is quite rough on solo Legendary. Uh, so he came in and saved me, which I'm eternally thankful for that I didn't have to keep grinding away at that. Um. And uh, that immediately bumped my gear up to 1770 and I did all my powerfuls throughout the week and I got up to level. Um, unfortunately, our our clan day one raiding team, like personnel, has become high enough to the point where there are more people who want to do it than we have slots for. Whereas when we were doing this, our first day one raid with this clan for Beyond Light, we, we barely had enough people to do a day one raid. So all the slots were full, so I couldn't play with our group of people. Um, I did get to play the raid, however, uh, with some other freelancers who I mentioned to that I was playing, and they're like, "Oh, you should play." And I was like, "Is anyone doing the raid?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna give it a go." So I tried with some some people who I, I didn't know too well, but I knew some of them. Um, they were all in the states, though, and so I and they were all. Uh, parents <laughs> so they were so, and that's fine it's, it's not it's not like a and Gary like hates children exactly i hate parents my my biggest pet peeve is parents no yeah. that's not right um but it did mean that the uh my teammates they were logging on late at night uh which for me was like 3 p.m which was great uh they were logging on at like 8 p.m and they were going for as long as they could, which was generally just like three or four hours till 11 or 12 their time. Um, Jeremy, we didn't beat the first encounter across about six hours Oof. of gameplay. Oof. And we got so close. We got so close a couple of times, but we didn't, we didn't get even, we didn't get past the first encounter. We're all there. And I was trying to keep our spirits up. I was like, oh man, that felt so good. Like we keep on top of this. We've got this. We've got this. And, and that was a, we, uh, is that due to, how much of that was due to like getting over the, over the hill of getting it? And how much of that is due to we're learning the encounter? So what I will say is uh, it's a, the first encounter is pretty simple. 
honestly. Okay. Um, it didn't take us that long to get a feel for it. I'd say about an hour before we got it and started making reliable progress. Um, it's, yeah, the problem really, I think, came down to the fact that it's, it was contest mode was the was the biggest issue um yeah, right it's just a absolute backbreaking mountain to climb if if you're unfamiliar contest mode is on at the very debut of a raid um this year was the first year they did it for 48 hours so you could give it two separate days to get the like world the get the like day one kind of uh, accomplishment for the raid if you do it while contest mode is active you get an exclusive character emblem um and you know bragging rights i guess uh so yeah and it and it, it constant it basically means that you're going through every encounter under leveled which is similar to the legendary campaign but it's really hard in the in with within the obtuse mechanics of a raid plus the encounter design is really intense um Part of this first encounter, I feel, was quite... It was balanced with Strand in mind, which is quite good at crowd control. And so, mate, I've never seen so many so many enemies in a, in a single raid encounter. Like, there is... It is non-stop. Just constant enemies all the time. And, like, bosses you have to take down quickly that are tanky. And if you don't, then you wipe. Like, it is hard shit. So, I don't know anything, actually, about this raid. Is it... Hive Vex Fallen? Uh, Cabal. Right, okay. More Cabal based on the one encounter we played. Um, I don't know much more than that. Uh, at least that first encounter, it's, 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 it's more Cabal from the, um, from the campaign, the Shadow Legion. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But like, the, it, it was fun to do. Walken. <laughs> yeah, sorry, he, he really came out there. I didn't, there's nothing I could do. But the thing, the thing that got us is I was trying to keep our spirits up, but because we didn't make any progress, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't keep us going. Yeah. And the right. other, the other thing was like it got really late that time. It was daylight savings on the on the west coast, maybe the east coast too. I don't know. Um, but where all these people were, it was daylight savings this week, and they all lost an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> we went to like midnight my Sunday afternoon, their Saturday night, and then they lost an hour overnight <laughs> going into their Sunday. So I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry guys. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot. I, I found myself pretty, pretty bummed out. I wasn't, I wasn't doing it with, with our people, you know? And I, I held off on that because I struggled getting to the light level the last time I committed to a day one raid. And I was like, look, I don't want to do that till I know much closer to the time. And the slots filled up. Like, it's just how it goes. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and it's nothing against the people I played with either. But watching concurrently our teams, like, our, our clan in, in, the, in the voice channel, I'd, like, check in with them and I'd be like, oh, wow, I saw you guys. You started nine today and it's, like, five. You're still going. I believe in you. Keep going. Do whatever you... Like, Ollie said that they spent over Saturday and Sunday a total of 21 hours. And, Jeremy, they... St- Still didn't beat the raid. Yeah. They yeah. they got to the final encounter, and it sounds like half of that time was all on the final encounter, figuring it out and then figuring out the execution. At some point they looked it up. And just even when you know it in contest mode, even when you know what to do, the execution is still so hard to pull off sometimes. Yeah. 
it's a really it's a really interesting way to do the raid but man it's punishing mm. <laughs> yeah and like yes i saw um one of my one of the teammates that i was playing with they went you because you know you can you can load up the raid and you can go in solo they went into this first encounter that we knew and someone in that in the channel was like oh how is it on uh how is it without contest mode? And someone went in there with just them and a trace rifle. And they were like, this we, this is going to be so easy. They were just standing around, just shooting whoever was in front of them, yeah. not getting even the low health sound. Like they were, it was like they were impenetrable. <laughs> Whereas before a single legionary could take you out if you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so wow. it's, it's, I, I don't have that much else to say about the raid. The, my story is that I, I, I put a lot of time and effort in and I, I I played some, but I didn't see much of it. it. It looks beautiful, you know. We loaded in, and I was like, "Man, Bungie know how to build a skybox. They, they know how to they, build an environment. They sure fucking do." <laughs> yeah, and it was like, "Oh, this reminds me of this moment in the in the um in the campaign. There was that weird statue that they never brought up again. What was up with that? This reminds me of that. So, like, it it's cool." I'm excited to play all of it one day. <laughs> Ollie said we'd probably do some this weekend. It's just a shame I didn't get to have the blind playthrough for at least the majority of the raid. That yeah. would be nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I thought about it in terms of like, should I pick it up and, you know, get through the story and grind? And I was and I was like, I just I think I don't I'm I'm not I'm not in it all the way anymore. Mm-hmm. And and there's you can't half measure a day one raid. No, you have to be at level for the day one to have the best chance. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to have a bad time. Um, yeah, you should consider coming along this weekend if we if we do a run through this weekend. Oh, but that means you have to have the campaign done. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I having played through the rest of the campaign. It is interesting, just some errant lightfall thoughts. I think Strand is a really strong subclass. I think I'll be using it a lot. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it unlocks is so much better than Stasis because you know how Stasis gives you those like um, subclass fragments that like alter how things work, but you need to do like an entire quest to unlock each one and only two per week. You don't have to do that anymore, do you? It's, it's all just kind of like there. No, Jeremy. It's still there? You still, ha- you still have to do it. Ew. I was because I was looking at it. I was like, "Yeah." So you don't have to do that with stasis. You have to purchase each aspect, but you get the currency to do that by just doing stuff with the subclass or on the new um, in the new environment. And doing that gets you plenty. So it's like a catalyst, kinda, yeah, but more interesting. And you could buy the more interesting ones first, yeah, right, and and just get the rest later. Like it's it's good actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, but yeah, the the story the story is definitely lackluster for this one. I, I appreciate some of the new characters. I think the setting's interesting. They do some really I think the strike that they that's in the middle of this one is very awesome and brought some of that sort of um cyberpunk like vaporwave theming that I was expecting from this expansion that I don't really feel like we got. Um, that's in the the one strike that they introduced, so that that's a that's a plus. I'm excited to play that a few more times, at least. Uh, and then yeah, all the weapons and stuff. It's a, it's a really positive like sandbox update. It's a shame the story it ain't all that. Like 
we we finished the story and I'd heard this critique before. And, and again, I'm trying not to say too much because I know you're going to play it, but it really, 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 really felt like they took the, the beginning cutscene and they took the final cutscene and they stuck a campaign in the middle of it. Well, and yeah, like, that, if you had just put them together, like that would have been a cool cutscene. That's the running narrative, isn't it? That that this that this campaign was born out of the final shape being too long. Yeah. Um, and them going, we need a, we don't want to get rid of all this, but we need to find another way. Um, and, yeah. And it, yeah, it uh, there has been a there there has been a sentiment online that like this has not been so great. Um, yes, yeah, and this has been expanded to make do. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did. The one thing I saw was like, oh, I th- there's there's reasons to believe that this counter, this counter, and the fourth encounter of the raid were actually expanded dungeon encounters, and the third encounter was for the raid that we're going to be getting for, be- for the final shape next year. And here are my reasons why. And I didn't click on it because I haven't seen the encounters. But yeah, there was like the, oh. there was something I saw that was something along the lines of the 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 when when you do a raid in Destiny, the world then changes the moment the first team finishes the raid as like a world first it then triggers an event to happen in the world and this didn't happen or something with this there's a there's a cutscene that plays but there i heard that there was something that's changed on neptune i don't know what it was okay. i haven't found it i don't know i haven't seen it okay maybe 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 the 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 information i'm getting is old information because it was maybe just didn't trigger on time or something but there was something maybe. there was something along the lines of maybe some of the content that was going to happen before the raid was actually brought into the main story and then it, I I would believe that actually because there at the end of the campaign there is a bit of a, a a world sandbox changing moment right but it's at the end of the campaign it's not at the end of the raid okay yeah and that's that that's that weird push and pull that they've had with campaigns and raids for the for the last forever right because with the Taken King you could beat the campaign but you don't beat Crota that's he's the final boss of the raid yeah. but that meant that only 10% of people or less actually fought Crota, uh, not Crota, Oryx, yes, the, yes. The, like the big bad of the Taken King DLC. And so then they bring the bad guys forward and then the raid becomes this like, oh, this much more difficult thing for this much less pressing threat. It's a, it's a funny, it's a, Destiny is such a, a mixing pot, that's not the term, a melting pot of uh, a mix of all of these unique structural problems you know what i mean of of creating this huge game that's gone for so long you've become tony dalton in the fucking hawkeye show with the amount of uh, uh sayings and phrases that you're putting together to not which which don't make sense oh yeah you're right yeah what are those what are they called um uh, not anachronisms, because that's out of time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the I don't know the, the the word to describe a phrase that is that is done uh, not not quite right, but um, but it's it's erroneous. It's it's out yeah, of place. Yeah, yeah. It, you, it's that thing that they they talk about at the end of Knives Out. I, I have um, seen you do it on this podcast this week, uh, last week, in a clip that you uploaded two weeks ago, and on Discord the other day as well. I don't remember mm-hmm. what, what the Discord one was, but like it. <laughs> You've been doing it a lot lately, and it is very funny. 
Jeremy, I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about it is it's, you're not actually meaning to do it. No, I'm not. I'm not. Which is exactly what happens in Hawkeye. When old mate like keeps making those errors and then they pull him up on it. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> See, that's different though. Like I'm at least, I'll at least understand why it's wrong. If someone points it out to me, if I haven't picked myself up on it first. Sh- sure. Right. He's yeah. completely oblivious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God, he's um, good in that show. He's so, he's good. He's Tony good. Dalton's great. He's good. <laughs> Um, what was it? Destiny, right? Um, Put Tony Dalton in Destiny. Make him the new ghost. Destiny 2 is such a, a, a mixing pot of uh, <laughs> of all of these issues that have arisen from it being so long running. Like, it's great that it's still going, but you can't play half the campaigns anymore. So it's great that it's free to play, but what do new players even play? Because half the campaigns aren't there, so they just get thrown into Beyond Light because that's the next best one. But like, they don't know anything about the Stranger or Anna Bray or um, Clovis Bray or the Exos or, Crow. Or, or like the darkness, right? And why that's different to the light. Like there's so much there. Meanwhile, Lightfall is kind of, it, it all feeds into that. Like they've all made their bed and had to sleep in it. And this is the result of like doing that in like 12 layers deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, Lightfall, they've had the, at least on Steam, where the where the data is a bit more transparent, Lightfall is the biggest expansion weekend that Destiny Two has had since it's been on the platform. So, yeah. like, you know, like that, like they're doing they're doing good things, but also there are so many problems they can't fix, and they do fix a lot of other ones that make it positive, and they have to balance it between bringing in new players and making the casual players happy, which is the majority of players, but also making the hardcore happy because they're the ones who keep the community alive. Like it's such they've been doing it for nine years now. I feel like everyone on that team must be completely exhausted. It seems like such a complex issue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't yeah. uh envy them at all. No, no. Just kind of no winning. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they every time it, it, it's 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 a constant like they have to consistently cut their losses, it feels like. And yeah. like they can never get just an overall win a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, like, like with this, where the sandbox is so, it's such an impressive update, but the, the campaign is such a letdown, especially coming out of the Witch Queen. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to be back. I'll, I'll be interested to see how sure. long I last. Probably as long as always. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one, There's a pretty set pattern at this point. Yeah, one more no reason to think it'd be different now. One more week. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I'll get like three raid clears and then probably be like, "Why am I doing this again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everyone. That's 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 it. We're that's out. It. We're out. That we're we're cooked. We're toasted. I I I hope you appreciated what the end product of this podcast was. If you had to just, if you had to tell me to distill what, what this, what outro are you reading? <laughs> I'm not reading anything, Jeremy. I'm, I'm talking to the people. They need to know what I have to say, Jeremy. I was just, I was just saying, if you appreciate whatever this podcast was in its distilled format, we appreciate you. Thank you. I don't know what it was, but you were here for it. And that's what matters. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that brings us to the end of the minimap cast for this week here's something else in the outro I wrote earlier Uh, by the way Sam was writing in the chat that Cats was a poem written by T.S. Eliot not Oscar Wilde Uh, but aside from that thank you so much for listening make sure to listen to next week's episode Uh, let me see here what the topic is about 
We wrote it down. We are going to be ranking Pokemon games. Everyone. If you listen to our Mario game ranking episode, I'm <laughs> expecting something quite similar. That is dozens and dozens and dozens of games, many of which we have or have not played, and we're going to rank all of them. So get excited, everyone. It's going to be really <laughs> silly and really fun. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, excited. I'm excited too. So the best way to make sure you don't miss that episode is to follow all of our socials at MinimapAU. You know what I think I'm most excited for is... I don't know if there's going to be a clear winner for this. Yeah. You know, like it's going to Mario be- 64 and Mario Odyssey kind of like going head to head. I feel like I could have predicted that a mile out. I think Platinum will make it quite high on your list, but I haven't played it. <laughs> so like, I don't know what's going to happen. How far is Arceus going to make it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's going to be very interesting. Uh. You can follow us individually on the social medias too. Uh, you can go to at Minimap for the for the Minimap channel. You can also follow me on Twitter at MinimapAU. Jeremy, where can they find you? <laughs> you are not at MinimapAU, Kerry. KJ Palmer underscore 24, pardon me. Oh, man. This is like when you tweet the fucking live link and you keep tweeting your own fucking <laughs> Twitch channel. You can find me on Twitter at, at Obi1Jez. <laughs> You can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else minimap related, including the Minidisc podcast <laughs> and the latest article that we published. For those of you that are live with us on Twitch, I'm just fully on book now. I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> for those of you who are live with us on Twitch, are you stick sure? Because you didn't mention what article it was. <laughs> yeah, because it was a couple of weeks old because you didn't get your Mario article yeah. out. I didn't want to mention it. Like yeah. I said to you two hours ago. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post show. For those of you listening later, make sure to give us, remember I'm on book here, give us those oh-so-tasty five-star ratings. It helps out a lot. And consider joining us next week for the live recording of the show. It's a good time. Lastly, if you can support us on Patreon, if you want to help keep the lights and mics on, you could do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollars, uh, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as some more benefits, all while helping us out greatly. We're out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace. You, you, we're going so early. <laughs>